Hello and welcome back to Wookiee with an unofficial Star Wars podcast. As always, I am one of your hosts, Ian, and joined with me apparently from Jay's house is Wicket. How you doing, Wicket? How you doing? <laughs> Do you, hey, so, so you can't see me, can you? No, I can see you. Oh, you can? Did you see this? I did. Oh, yes, I do. Ooh, yes. Ooh. It came in. That is, uh, we'll talk about that later. That's also another thing I got. That So all of the stuff that they didn't have ready back in when The Mandalorian came out uh, is all finally starting to ship. So I'm getting a parade of Baby Yoda merch. Um, nice. Yeah, you sent and, me some of the stuff. And I think it's super apt that the Boba Fett helmet showed up today of all days, the 40th anniversary of Empire. To the day. It's pretty rad. To yeah, the that day. is, that is pretty awesome rad. That, uh, you know, it's funny how it all happened, too, because, you know, normally we usually do the show on Wednesdays, and now we're doing Thursdays. And if we didn't switch to Thursdays, we wouldn't be doing a show on the 40th anniversary of Empire. So, you know. Exactly. Yeah, pretty cool how, stuff. That's man. how the yeah, force it, works, Disney. Exactly. Just listen to us, man. We'll tell you how it goes. Yeah. And we apparently predict the future sometimes. So, you know. Yeah, that's happened too many times. It really has. It's kind of uncannily weird. Um, <laughs> but uh, speaking of, well, I guess it's not uncannily weird. It's just very sad. Um, unfortunately, Ken Nightingale has passed away. Um, for those of you who don't know who yeah, that is. Yeah, our very... He was our very first uh, cast and crew member of the week. Yep, that is. And for those of you who don't know who that is by name, you, I guarantee you if you're a Star Wars fan, you've seen a photo of him. He's the guy holding the boom in the shot on Tatooine in the short, short, hot pink shorts. With no, with, <laughs> the, with yes. no shirt on, no anything else, just the hot pink short shorts and a, and a fro. And barely shorts. They were yeah, no, they're like, they are super short shorts. <laughs> like... Like, who wears short shorts? Ken Nightingale wore short shorts. Um, Indeed. But a uh, moment of silence for uh, fallen crewman and Star Wars person. All right, but not too long because dead air is, sounds weird. Um, yeah. But um, he uh, rested peace. And that uh, kind of, kind of uh, it's, it's been a really weird, I mean, granted, this whole year has been weird. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's an understatement, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... Um, like this last week in particular, especially over at Warner Brothers, I don't know what the hell is going on over there. It's like someone opened the door to the Twilight Zone. Like <laughs> Snyder Cut, Ruby Rose leaves Batwoman. Like they might do season two a Swamp Thing. Like what the hell's going on? Anywho, Star Wars. 40th uh, yeah. anniversary. I didn't hear the Swamp Thing. Yeah, I didn't hear the Swamp Thing thing. But yeah, everything else. I mean, that's it's been insane with the. Uh, yeah, like you said, Zack Snyder is going to release that on HBO Max, which They're giving uh, him I'm twenty totally million for. dollars to finish the movie. They're getting the entire cast back, apparently, and it's insane to me. It's are it's, they going to? So they're going to reshoot some stuff. They're going to shoot stuff and reshoot. Like they're going to shoot stuff they didn't get to shoot because. Okay, so for no. anyone really quickly before we get back into Star Wars, we'll talk about this for two seconds because this is actually really huge news and could eventually maybe impact Star Wars, um, because until now no studio has went basically, all right, we screwed up. We're going to release this other version. You know, there's one thing to do a director's cut with a couple extra minutes. We're getting a movie that's two-thirds different. Like, right. this is a night and day thing. And what that can mean, like, for example, a solo film, um, that movie flopped at the box office. You know, what's to say if the Snyder Cut does well that, you know, companies like film and people like that don't, you know, start going, you know, maybe, um, you know, Maybe we go back and look at some of the stuff that flopped and maybe we do, you know what I mean? Like 
Well, Obviously, they don't. They, they, this is a no lose though because they're they're doing it on HBO Max. Twenty so million dollars. Re- they have a lot. It's not to even going to be released. Well, I'm just saying it's not going to be released into the theaters, so it's not like it's going to bomb in theaters and then have that stigma to it. That's very. I mean, there's you know no I mean? way. Knock on wood, it could be worse than what they gave us. There's no way. Right. <laughs> exactly. There's no way. So back to Star Wars. I just 40th. want them to re. I want them to re-release Batman vs Superman. That's what I want. You just want residuals, Jay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I know your game. Um, but uh, yeah, so 40th anniversary of pretty much most Star Wars fans' favorite film. I'm not going to say universally everyone's favorite film. Um, but, you know, when you talk to most Star Wars fans, this is the one that they say is the holy grail of the saga. Um, you know, I growing up as a Jedi guy, um, you know, when I was a kid, I loved Jedi. And, and then, you know, I got older and the dark themes of Empire kind of grabbed me a little bit more. But realistically, when you think about it, is the best one not New Hope? Yeah, really? Like, that's like the, that's Star, literally, that is Star Wars. Yeah, but I still, uh, uh, see, Empire of the Strikes Back, uh, it it brought Star Wars fans into it. So, obviously, Star Wars and New Hope had a huge following and everything like that. But then there was a certain amount of people that hadn't seen that one that just saw Empire Strikes Back. And that's what drew them into the Star Wars universe. That's true. I mean, it, it had it had all this stuff. I mean, it had giant dinosaurs robots you know i mean and and snow it had uh, you know it had everything man and uh it's still to in in obviously the the you know the big revelations in the movie i think that that one still holds out as the best one i mean it's it's a fantastic film but i mean obviously the best star wars thing ever put out is the holiday special i think everyone can agree on that or that uh donnie marie uh special that That one was pretty good they crossed over with star wars that was that would be yeah, very you, interesting to see. Oh, you've it's never like, seen the, the wait seriously? Oh. There's a Donnie and Marie crossover with Star Wars. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, what? C3PO and R2D2 are dancing. Uh, there's so- oh man, I can't believe you've never seen this. Yeah, I'm gonna no. I'll find it and I'll send it to you. No, please yeah, do. I um, <laughs> I, I mean, I remember when I first discovered maybe like ten years ago now the Bill Murray um lounge singer thing where he sings oh yeah star wars like oh man it's great but um so yeah you know it's it's interesting um there's a lot so it's very interesting how far we've came since empire um heck how far we've came since the prequels um which is which is interesting um that leads us to uh, a news hope actually so apparently even though the new trilogy didn't really do as well at the box office as any of the other Star Wars films. Um, it was almost as profitable as the prequels. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> this article you sent me is very mathy, and uh, <laughs> I read I some of it, uh, but it, it was very mathy. But yeah, it just breaks down the basically the return uh, rate of return for the different movies, how much they spent budget wise as opposed to what it made. Um, New Hope was obviously the biggest out of all of them because. They only spent eleven million dollars on it, but it, it grossed right. five hundred three million dollars worldwide. Yeah, so that was a forty-five point um, seven times rate of return, which is insane. And then obviously it kept uh, going down from there. Isn't technically Empire the biggest independent film of all time, or was that Phantom? Ma- George, you know, because technically he left the guild and all that stuff. So uh, Empire, for, didn't yeah, because fund Empire, if I'm not mistaken, like he Empire partially was funded with Lucas thirty. Empire was thirty-three million, but uh, budget. But I'm trying to remember. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, if if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I don't. I'm I'm trying to remember. I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, 
Empire is the biggest independent film of all time. Yeah, because he couldn't get anybody to make it. And I, I, I do know what you're talking about. I just Let's don't know see. the exact uh, yeah. details on the story. But I did send you the Donnie and Marie Star Wars. Oh, I saw that, and I'm going to watch that the second I can. Uh, <laughs> let's see. It was Empire Strikes Back. Oh, whatever. Anyway, um, you know, uh, I just actually rewatched the original trilogy not too long ago. Um, actually, I watched all of them not too long ago, and it's 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 interesting how different they all are. I mean, regardless of yeah. the fact that they're oh, all yeah. made so far apart, they really are totally different trilogies. And then when you get to the new trilogy, it's basically a trilogy of films that should be in other trilogies. Um, yeah, it's, especially with the prequels, like you forget like how different visually altogether they looked at the originals you know oh, I mean? yeah. it was, it, it's very striking when you see some of the things you're like oh that's that's jarring now right but i get it though i mean you know in the original trilogy they st- stayed away from really like main civilization so i mm. mean it makes sense that when you get to like coruscant and you get to like you know where the republic is and all that stuff it would be a totally different look a totally different right. feel um you know um and uh, and I like I said, you know, when we talked about this on the last episode with Dame Filoni, it was like explaining how Duel of the Fates is like really the most integral thing to happen in Star Wars. Um, the prequels are good Star Wars films; they're just not good films. You know what I mean? Like they're good Star Wars stories. It's stuff that we want. Like I enjoy them, I do. But like from right. a, you know what I mean? Like from a the story from, is good, but the the uh, the execution of it wasn't done well. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, some of the dialogue in Attack of the Clones specifically is like, oh, yeah. oh my God. But at least they have Yoda fighting. Like, literally, Yoda, yeah, fight, yeah. Yoda fighting in the last act of that movie where the Clone Wars breaks out made up for literally almost the rest of the movie. Almost. Yeah. It was, it was one of those moments that the whole theater reacted to. Oh, yeah. Never seen anything like it. Um, but uh, so this is interesting. I didn't know this. Did you know this? Apparently, after Empire came out, George Lucas actually changed the ending in theaters. Right. Now, it's a little bit deceiving as far as he didn't change the result of the ending. But what it was is when it first came out uh, on limited in limited theaters, he finally saw it on the big screen and he realized that the ending it was just a little bit confusing as to where everybody was. Oh, so you like figure you have. <laughs> so you have everybody leaving at the same time. Uh, or, you know, Luke and, uh, is staying uh, on the ship. He's getting his hand worked on. And then you see um, Chewie and Lando go. But you don't – before, you didn't really see – you couldn't really tell that they were in different ships, I guess. It was kind of confusing as to where everybody was. So we saw this. So he didn't really change the ending as far as uh, the result of the ending. But he, they went back and did some reshoots. They did some exterior shots of, like, the Falcon and the ship that they were on. So you could tell that they were on different ships and b- basically parting ways. Still, though, his special editionism popped up early. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's pretty interesting because so he had three weeks to do this before it hit the rest of the theaters, uh, before it went into the wider 35 millimeter format. So he had he saw this. He had three weeks to do this and got it done somehow and released into the theaters with the changes. Like because, unbelievable um, that that could happen. <laughs> didn't, and that was actually you have to remember that's actually editing film. That's not like right, yeah, what actually, we do yeah, nowadays. That is literally the reels of film cutting them up. And I mean, that was his wife, right? His wife edited the first one. And you, and you figure they probably had mailed out the prints already to, to the, you know, to a lot of places. So they had to get those prints back and then send new ones out. I, that's crazy how they were able to do that. Yeah. Oh, I know. It's, um, well, I mean, didn't J.J. Abrams show up to the premiere of Force Awakens with like the wet or no, Phil Jackson? Um, 
for uh, Lord of the Rings, Phil Return Jack- of the King. Huh? Oh, I thought you meant Phil Jackson, the coach of the Bulls. No, no, no. Tri- triangle offense, Jake. Triangle. You're offense. Peter Jackson. Peter Sorry, Jackson. Peter Jackson. I was watching the Jordan. I was watching the Jordan documentary the other night. And, I'm like, and, what is Phil, and for what does some Phil reason, Jackson have anything to do with this? Triangle offense, Jay. Triangle offense. Um, I have said that way too many times in the last three days. It's very weird. Um, but um, so this is really interesting to me. Um, I didn't know this. That apparently the original plan for Mace Windu was totally different. Um, yeah. It's- Seems like he was actually the the main character in in the trilogies when he first started it in the original drafts. Apparently, the original 1973 draft uh, of the film, uh, Mace Windu was actually the narrator, and it was even uh, tentatively named the story of Mace Windu, which is yep. insane. I wonder if that was before or after it was called like Journal of the Wills. Blah 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 blah. blah. Right. Know, like the journey of Luke Starkiller, journal, like Journal of the Wills or whatever. It was called that. Well, it sounds name. like it. It sounds like it was because they were saying that uh, you know he was gonna. They didn't even know exactly where if he was gonna be Luke's friend or Leia's brother, maybe um, because obviously this is before he they decided the uh, the family turn on it. But right. uh, he just kept redrafting. Not if you asked George Lucas. Well, he kept redrafting it and eventually pushed that character out completely because it was supposed to be just the narrator of the entire story Um, and eventually got, you know, uh, pushed out and never, never made the the original movies. But he remembered the character and uh, brought him back. Which I think I think it's really probably more of just a case of Samuel, like the universe knew Samuel Jackson was coming. And that like, right. this yeah. role was for him, and he's such a badass mother that like they did that in George Lucas's head. That's how the universe works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting to see if that if uh, uh, once uh, the prequels were going on, uh, you know, if he came up with that character first, or he all you know he always you know intended for that to be Mace Windu, and right. Uh, it's interesting to see because it might have just been it might be too that he just liked the name and the character from the original draft was completely different you know it's it could probable. be totally different well plus from yeah, what it sounds so, but, here is like that, that is apparently mace windu was originally just the narrator so who knows if we even yeah. have seen him yeah exactly but he would have been explaining like they say in the draft he was explaining a lot of the, the plot points and the and he was the one he was basically the one the basically the story was him but he was telling it you know from his side of the story so um, yeah, it's really interesting how they would have interacted with every, everything else. And so I've never heard that. You, I yeah, never, no, I never, never have either heard that. I'm kind of shocked. Um, I feel like a lot of like Star Wars stuff is very well known, like you know, like mm. the changes and the like, like very well documented. Right. Um, so on to ah, wow, there we go. First time in a minute I messed up. That's no moon. Uh, that's a rumor. <laughs> so the first part of this, not a rumor. Timothy Oliphant in Mando season two. He has been yep. spotted on set in the Boba Fett armor. This is where the that's rumor crazy. Comes in. The, well, right. this is where this is where the rumor comes in yeah. because they already said that they're bringing back the actor who played Jango Fett to play Boba Fett. Who is this guy? So the rumor is that he is a character called Cobb Vanth. So Cobb Vanth is in the Aftermath book series. Uh, I think that was like the first chunk of books that came out when they rebooted the EU. Um, mm. And he's very much like a Lore Santeca character who um, is bigger in the books 
then right. they ended up being in the movie, or you know, he's not even in the movie, and we don't even know if it's actually this character. Um, but well, that's the thing we it, it uh, we had talked about this when we first started doing this podcast. We had talked about when we were talking about Boba Fett and some of the rumors and stuff like that, and uh, um, when the Mandalorian was starting up, we had talked about this character who what had uh got this got the boba fett armor from jawas basically and he made himself like the sheriff in tatooine he was basically patrolling uh the the area in uh, tatooine in boba fett's uh armor yeah and 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 actually you know what they i guess they never technically confirmed that morrison was playing boba fett so he could just be playing yeah that's what I was about to say because, and I actually I brought this up a couple of weeks ago I think on when we were talking about he might just be playing Rex he might not necessarily be be playing Boba Fett I mean obviously you know they'd have to explain something with the whole clone thing but uh, um, yeah but I obviously Tim Timothy I can't imagine them trying to push him off as the real Boba Fett no um, but if anything maybe he's Boba Fett's son because like. There was that whole rumor that the Mando came from an idea that was had for the Boba Fett movie. So maybe, right. maybe I don't know. Who knows? I'm ex- yeah. freaking excited though. Like, well, that's because because that's what I, when I when I had talked about a couple weeks ago, I thought maybe uh, Tamura Morrison might only only play Rex and not play Boba Fett, and that is possibility because it could have got confused that uh, you know somebody saw the Boba Fett armor and when he was announced that he was going to be in it they just assumed that he would be play boba fett um yeah. but or, yeah he know, could could just be playing rex i mean you cast he could just be playing played, rex and you cast right, right, play Jango if, fett, you're assuming he's going to be boba fett but i absolutely agree with you that he could be any clone from the clone wars yeah exactly uh which we are all pretty much have assumed he's going to be rex though but yeah he could <laughs> if they wanted to he could be he could be fives he could be yeah he could be any of them <laughs> yeah really? well um, yeah though yeah fives is alive yeah oh yeah but uh it's gonna be interesting though because if they did do if he does play also boba fett as a you know and and rex um it would be cool because they could have this like uh whole you know boba fett impersonator versus the real thing kind of thing you know that'd be sweet um i love hey. timothy oliphant though this is this is cool man and for him to to be able to wear the boba fett armor that's pretty badass that's a that's really cool for him i mean fuck yeah that's so cool i mean <laughs> that's rad that like that just like, like getting to see the star wars props and costumes at the dia was cool i can't even imagine what right. it must be like to wear the i mean think about junis uh, how do you remember his last name the guy took over his uh uh chewy Sutoma or yeah Su- i can't how cool must that have been the first time getting into that suit and being like i'm Chewbacca. oh yeah i'm chewbacca now like <laughs> yeah that'd like, be insane right i can't even imagine you know except for the fact you know i am batman but that's a yeah, <laughs> um, I'm Batman. Um, so yeah, this next thing's really interesting. It's a rumor, um, so take everything with a grain of salt. But apparently, um, and, I'm and not, he makes sure that he and he makes sure that he says that a lot. He's like, "Look, I'm not putting this out. This is by a YouTuber that's had a lot of uh, yeah. rumors and stuff come out named Doomcock." But he says on there, he's like, "Look, man, I I don't know for sure." I'm just putting this out information out there, but I I haven't been able to confirm it. So I, I take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> Yeah, basically, um, yeah, basically, I, I, this kind of, so apparently, um, George Lucas loved, he, well, he said, he said the last Jedi was beautifully made. Well, that was 
what Connie Weathington said, or I think her name is Connie Weathington, which is like a representative of his. Yes. She now, had said that publicly. This is the answer then, I like. <laughs> However, that might not be all of the story, according to Doomcock and his source. Lucas attended a screening of the film and said, I've made a terrible mistake. Lucas was appalled, (laughs) even more appalled than he was with The Force Awakens. Good. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, And it could, I mean, it could be. Uh, You know, he's made no bones about being upset about how uh, Disney has basically, you know, because when he sold them uh, Star Wars, he gave them the drafts uh, or the outlines of you know, yeah, the where treatments. they could go, mm-hmm. and they used nothing, nothing. <laughs> apparently. So he got rid of everything, uh, and that's one. And that was one of his. Uh, even on uh, uh, the new movies, you know, they brought him in, and he didn't like it. So he pitched some ideas about how to fix the problems that he saw. They even let him have an editing pass at it. Um, but mm-hmm. basically then when he saw the movie, he saw that none of his edits were, were kept and that he, he, he was supposedly quote unquote shocked by it, by nothing was left. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's what happens when you sell stuff, you know, he sold it. What do you expect? Yeah, like it's, what do you, what exactly. do you, what do you, what do you, you expect? Can't, you, you can't, ex- yeah. Once you've sold it, you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with that. Okay, it's not mine anymore. They can do what they want. I mean, it's not like you didn't get very well compensated for. Lots it. I mean, of you made four money. billion dollars. That's more so than the you GDP be, of small countries. And it's enough for me to be like, hey, go ahead, take it, you know, and just <laughs> live your life, man. There's no reason for you to to uh, to get to get involved with this anymore. Leave, leave it be. It's not yours anymore. There would be very few things that I would turn down four billion dollars for. Yeah, exactly. I can't think of anything <laughs> off the top of my head, but I have to imagine there's really nothing that I, you know, I can't, you know, I'm not paying to, anybody. You know, it's like, I sorry, I don't unless they have to know. murder babies, that's pretty much it. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> uh, um, if, if that's the case, then no. But other than that, I mean, you know, wait, you don't like kicking babies? No, I'm kidding. I said murdering babies. I'm oh, not. When I'm murdering, sorry. I'll kick it. Oh, I'll kick a baby all day. <laughs> I'll kick a baby all day <laughs> for four billion dollars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, the places we go on this show. Um, so we um, we are now at ABC three P. Know your Star Wars, and today's character is C is for Cobb Vanth. Um, it's very fitting. I guess we already kind of covered who he is, though. So yeah, you're you're more uh, you're more in tune with him. I'm like I said, I've never been an EU guy, so um, he's no, he's I, new. I've never he's new. He's not from the old. I thought EU. he was... no, he's from the aftermath stories, which were the first set of books. I'm pretty sure first set of books, but one of the first books after they got rid of the old EU and Disney. Oh, okay, okay. I always thought that that. Um... For some reason, I thought that the character that was like the sheriff was in the EU. That that I didn't oh. realize that. No, so I th- no. you're thinking of the character that's rumored for the Obi Wan series, that Jedi, who's also on Tatooine. I think is Got what you're. Oh thinking. yeah, you gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I think that's what yeah, you're thinking. It's hard to you know. There's so many characters that are not canon anymore from the EU. It's hard to. Mm-hmm. And now, but they do bring some of them in. You know, like Thrawn is Thrawn. is is. You know, all that, all that kind of stuff. So it's always confusing what is canon and what is not. <laughs> I know, right? Um, especially Star Wars now. Um, so we have yeah. reached... I, I, we're bringing back the Wookiee look at that of the week because this came in the mail. Yay. It yeah, is it looks the sweet. Black Series Boba Fett helmet that they just dropped with HUD screen. That is awesome. um, oh, nice. It's giant. Like, it's yeah. bit, like, I'll just give you an idea real quickly. Um, 
Well, just in your hand, it looks way bigger than your head. <laughs> oh, it's huge. It's freaking huge. Oh, wow. Like if, if I – can you hear me? That is really – that is like – I can hear you, yeah, but that is – that makes your head look three times bigger than what it is. <laughs> right? Like if I got a costume to go with this, it would be so small in comparison. You'd look like a, bo a Boba Fett bobblehead. But Boba Fett. Boba Fett. But yeah, Boba so um, bobblehead. You know, bobblehead. Like, like most of the uh, – where's my headphones again? Oh, they're in my lap. Um, so look, <coughs> most of most of the uh, Black Series helmet, they're really solid. It's super sturdy. Um, I don't know if you you can't see it from there. You can't see it from there, Jay. But there's actually a dent in the helmet. Oh yeah. So it's just battle damage. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. That. Yeah, even the, I have one. Uh, I have the Don. I don't know if it's it's not necessarily a Don Post one, but I have one that uh, has the same thing, and it has the the actual dent in it as well. Uh -huh. Um, did yours have a hut screen? No, I'm just staying. Did yours have a hut screen? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it'll so. come. It'll come down, but it doesn't do anything. <laughs> um, oh, I, we've yet to prove if that one does. I haven't put the batteries in yet. So, yeah, on, in addition go. to that, we have another thing, and that is Baby Yoda. But just take Aww. a look; it's pretty awesome. We got to get out of here. As always, I am Ian. I am and Jay. That's Jay. And may the force be with you. Peace.